0: Do you remember a pop up video on on VH1? On what, sorry? VH1? VH1? Welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with
1: Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Williams.
0: Good morning, Lindsay Williams. How are you doing today?
1: Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: Um, I'm excellent too. Yeah, we're recording again episode 56 today of the show. Lovely summer's day, you know, you can get out into the sunshine later. And this is one of my favorite episodes to do. We've done this uh, twice before. And today we're all going to talk about our favorite tools and resources. So I've been kind of like surfing the internet and yesterday i really thought god i don't know anything um i can't think of any resources and sort of went online kind of digging forwards and kind of looking and then before i knew it i had to really whittle down my list um so that i could make it only three (laughs) because there's a lot of new stuff out there you know a lot of new interesting um uh, tools out there really how's it been for you have you had anything new if you're excited to present to people Yeah,
1: some fun stuff. Lots and lots of... I'll tell you what I'm really enjoying right now is a show called Terrace House on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this? Uh, No, should I have? Perhaps. I don't know. It seems to be bigger and bigger. Maybe it's just because my YouTube feed is adjusting because (laughs) because I've been Googling (laughs) it and stuff. Um, But it's a show. It's a reality show. Japanese Uh reality TV show. Yeah. That I believe existed for maybe like 2012 to sort of 2015 got bought up by netflix and i've i finished the first series i'm now on the second series the first series was set in tokyo six six people three boys three girls living in a house a bit like i think the show is called the real world where people it's like big brother but they go out as well right so it's a bit like that in that they just go and do their normal life and then the other thing that's really cool about it is they have this panel i guess of six people sat watching the set watching the show sort of in real time as you are and then it cuts to them every now and then and they discuss oh why did she say that that was so weird you know so you you actually get this double angle of you're seeing the culture and of course you know it's, it's not representative of how yeah. every Japanese person is these are just six people it's like made in Chelsea is not how everyone in the UK lives yeah um, so this show is Japanese because but- <laughs> I missed that you- Oh, yeah, it's Japanese. Did Japanese. you miss that
0: bit? Terrace House. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Japanese yeah. show Terrace House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just, <laughs> Are we not there? just Are we Japanese culture.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you get the Japanese culture of the people living together and, like, you know, how they date and stuff like this. It's very interesting. There was oh, a guy in there who was okay. from Hawaii. He was sort of half Japanese, half half iranian i think Mm. and like first date he went and held hands with the girl and when they cut back to the panel they were like whoa he's holding hands with her this is crazy you know wow whereas whereas i would never have thought anything of that so it's very curious really interesting Mm -hmm. to see it with these two perspectives as well and now it's what's even more interesting now is this second series set in hawaii they've got a lot of people so i've discovered since watching this as well japanese people love hawaii apparently this is a thing and so there's lots of uh, Japanese people or kind of, you know, second, maybe third generation um, Japanese people who, who live there. So they've got some people in the house who live in Hawaii, yeah. perhaps have Japanese parents. So speak both languages pretty well. And it's fascinating because watching them code switch between Japanese and English oh. is really interesting.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and is there like a pattern to it?
1: I think there's one girl in particular, Lauren, and I think that she does it when there's a couple of occasions where she's done it. She's almost where she kind of gets quite uh, uncomfortable, perhaps, both in the sense that she doesn't necessarily know what it is that she wants to say, but also maybe she feels quite stressed or threatened. Mm -hmm. So she'll then, like, you know, say her next uh, thing that she wants to say in English oh. and kind of cut between the two yeah and so yeah. it's really really fascinating to watch the the way they're interacting with and there are a couple of people in there who there's one guy for example who's learning English he's going to classes all the time. yeah so yeah oh it, wow I'm, I'm really enjoying it
0: yeah, really it sounds fun. like a really good um, sounds like a really good sort of people watching combined with mm. you know observing culture and but you know like culture as in people's people's habits people people's norms what people you know think is okay and what people don't think is okay um but also to observe you know because it's cross-cultural i do think that sounds really interesting good find okay so terrace house and it's on netflix is it netflix produced
1: yes it is now i think it's netflix and then something like fuji tv like Mm you know the, the two two combined yeah
0: so so lindsay I'm I'm surprised actually that you you brought um we're doing like a pop culture moment um I'm surprised that you brought a, a Japanese show because the last time I checked and this is how quickly you you switch seemingly anyway, <laughs> last time I checked you were learning Guarani and Korean so oh no in the, what what the heck please tell me <laughs> please tell me what's going on no
1: so okay so I'm still learning Guarani um. I'm watching Terrace House. Something I've really struggled with with Guarani is finding regularly updated audio. So there are a few channels on YouTube, and we'll talk more in particular about one of them um, a little bit later on. Yeah, there are a few YouTube channels, but there's you know there's no podcasts. There's not even like a um, a sort of newsfeed podcast like SBS, and they they've got tons yeah. of languages, a bit like not for Welsh Guarani. Then, isn't so it? I'm, yeah but i mean probably even smaller i mean i'm sure there's i'm sure there's things with um like with welsh you've got things like um the the, the tv shows and and there's, mm. a, there's a bit of, of of crossover in what you can find especially because you live here right whereas for me as a complete sort of newbie to this language and to this and to this country to you know to, to paraguay i'm not sure yet where to look to find uh, yeah, the yeah. audio mm-hmm. no I don't, I don't even know if there's if there's tv shows or if there is anything that's sort of recorded regularly in the language. Oh, I see, people yeah. people just use Spanish for those kind of purposes. So I'm still kind of discovering all of that. Um, Have, but you yeah, I I... Have you tried TuneIn Radio? Sorry? Have you tried in Radio? I did. No Nothing. joy. Everyone I found that said Guarani, it just came up with, oh, feed not working. I was uh. like, ah. So yeah, I'm a bit stuck on that front. So if anyone can uh, help me. Let me know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And you? Why are you watching a Japanese show? That it's not for language learning purposes. Just kind of for enjoyment. Mixed mild. With, you've studied it in yeah. the past. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. Mild. Mild language learning. And it's nice because I'm I'm sort of vaguely refreshing my Japanese. But because I'm not actively learning it, there's no pressure in terms of like, oh, I need to make the most of every single episode. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just kind of. It's a show that I would watch in English anyway. I no made in Chelsea on right now. That's
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a new listener to this show, I also don't understand season. why Lindsay watches Made in Chelsea, but she does. <laughs> so <laughs> and I love that I love oh, the, I just the love kind it. of you know, like we don't have to always take our language learning so seriously. We don't always have to take everything as mm. really language learning. If you're interested in something, watch it. And I'm I'm down with that. I definitely, because if I want to watch like a Hebrew comedy show or something, I'll watch it. it doesn't make me a Hebrew learner. Now, do, do you know? Mm. Do you know a similar or like? Do you know a TV show that I've recently found? Um, when I was doing my month in review, uh, at the end of June, I noticed that I haven't had a lot of audio input or a lot of kind of listening skill training in Welsh um, recently. And the reason was because I didn't... Basically, I'd been watching Fashion Mechanic, which is the follow-on from fashion... What was the one I had before? <laughs> There's a fashion farmer.
1: Was it Builder?
0: Yes, Fashion Builder. I remember so it... Fashion Farmer, Fashion Builder and Fashion Mechanic is all finished now. Um, and I didn't really have a new show oh. to follow. So I sort of dropped off. But I have found... Um, a morning and it's really a, it's it's nothing like it's always little heartwarming like I don't know, like um Anharad from Abatevi has a new rabbit. You know, it's like it's dumb little reports. But it's a show called Boreda, which is Welsh for good morning. It's a morning magazine kind of show. You know, like how you get in England you get Breakfast TV
1: or like... Good morning, Britain.
0: Good morning, Britain. Yeah, Without the political discussion.
1: I'm going to join you and watch Borodá, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Borodá is kind of more like, ah, you know, here is something nice that happened in Wales and here's how we promoted the Welsh language this week. It's like items of interest for Welsh learners usually aimed at people who live in Wales because S4C is aimed at... the, The channel is aimed at people who live in Wales and they sort of assume nobody outside Wales would learn Welsh, which is not too wrong. Is it live? No, no, it's recorded. Okay. But here's the cool okay. thing that they do they display on the screen. So when it says, when they're, they're doing an item, say about first aid training in Welsh, they display first, like the Welsh that you're hearing on the screen next to the English. So they kind of know you're a learner, right? They, they they've taken wow. that into account. Yeah, how cool is that? So they this sh-
1: reminds me: Have you ever seen like um, like when you're in a hotel and you flick to the chat to the foreign channels and there's Chinese channels? They tend to have subtitles. Oh, I've noticed.
0: Oh no, no. Yeah, but it's like it's like it's a, a selective
1: s- subtitle mm-hmm. that also gives you the Welsh what the word looks
0: like. Mm you know so it's more than really more cool. than a subtitle because it's they assume or like they they take a good guess at what words you're going to find hard you know some new expressions and stuff like that so it might be something like first aid or this morning it was I can't remember um like something about baking you know like something that the item yeah. is about this thing but you wouldn't really that's not everyday vocab so they put it on there but they put it in welsh and in english so you know what it means but you also know what it looks like and for me um, I'm always on about like the connection between speaking and spelling. I remember words so much better when I've seen them and I've written them. And I find it yep. really helpful. Not that I remember the Welsh for first uh, aid. <laughs> but, but you know, like the the concept and also the, the just the outright um mindset of this program is for learners and we're gonna do something for learners as we're do as we're showing the program. I thought that was so cool. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah. I want so that for every language, exactly. I want it in the shows that aren't about like and Un- and Un- Harrod's new lambs or whatever it are about. Lambing live is now live in Wales because you know. It's,
1: Wouldn't that be good if that was like? Do you remember teletext? Yeah. Oh, I Wouldn't
0: miss that be teletext. good if that was like
1: an upgraded teletext, is you could have like vocabulary on the oh, side of the screen?
0: Make it happen, app developers. I mean, how hard can that be to make it on on YouTube? I mean. Yeah, I think um some polyglot videos have this sometimes they will hmm. you know but polyglots usually talk about language learning techniques and there isn't really a lot oh my god gap in the market you know <laughs> there is there are things like yabla um that, but Press they the red they they work with filmed. subtitles yeah there isn't anything you that there isn't anything that works you know that 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 goes one step beyond subtitles. This subtitles is is just then it puts you into the, it takes you out of the listening and makes you read, you know, a little bit. But yeah, what what this show does is kind of it keeps you in the listening, but every now and then it kind of helps you. And I had never
1: that would be really cool if there was more like that. I, I, think I am going to check that out. I see you've got the link.
0: Yeah, in yeah. Notes.
1: Well, it's, it's just like a, a cheesy picture of the
0: Welsh guy. I don't think it's. Yeah. So anyway, listeners, if you if you happen to be Welsh learners or you want to see like how this looks, I'll try and see if I can perhaps take a picture of of the iPad screen as it's displayed as well and kind of put it in the show oh, yeah. notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you see it?
1: It's just it's it's really cool. No, I haven't clicked it yet. Okay. But no, it would be good to see a picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll take a picture of of what it looks like. Um it's so it's a sort of it's not a subtitle, but every now and then something pops up that helps you a bit. Do you remember A pop-up video on on VH1. On what, sorry? VH1. I am that old, right?
1: VH1. Oh my god,
0: (laughs) this is like this is our weird generation gap, right? VH1. It's like a music TV channel. Yeah. Yeah, they had a show called. Oh my god, they had a show called Pop-Up Video. Oh, it was the best show ever. I was
1: of the generation we watched Pop World.
0: Oh yeah, Pop-Up Video was um. (laughs) We had it on Astra. Um, Pop-up video was a show where, you know, you'd see the normal music video, but then every now and then, it's a little bit like now what Spotify does with the lyrics. Sometimes you get behind the lyrics in Spotify. So something will pop up and it goes, um, David Bowie wrote this song in Berlin after eating a bread roll. Um, And then it it makes a little kind of noise. (laughs) Then the little facts come up. And it would be really cool to have like pop-up vocab video Mm. i would love that i would love that yeah pop-up video and that's your name right there pop-up vocab pop-up vocab (laughs) oh man i'd love it i'd love it tm copyright (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, you heard it here first uh if you wish to steal the idea it's fine you can just you can run with that um it's you know commission goes to the creative language (laughs) learning podcast or even if not if somebody just wants to build this please do because it sounds like a great idea okay (laughs) shall we talk about tools that are actually already built
1: (laughs) let's do it let's do it
0: okay so we've got detailed recommendations here and as with past episodes where Lindsay and I have recommended our favorite tools the way we're going to do this is we each have got three tools that we are kind of bringing to the table and at the end of our rundown of the six favorite language learning tools for summer 2017 um, lindsay and i are going to agree on our top three i think that's what we usually do right so we'll we'll see which ones really work best for both of us by the sound of them is that a good explanation sounds good to me okay do you want me to go first yeah
1: please go ahead Thank you, dokie Cool. So number one for me is a website called LiveLingua, and in particular, the project page where they've got together. Maybe you've heard before about the FSI language courses. Have you heard about those before?
0: I've heard about the FSI scale.
1: You know, this sort of... um, I think
0: Americans use it to kind of as a comparative to the CEFR, which is sort of this um, how... Much working proficiency have you got in this language type of things? So it's that's what they use to train diplomats, right? Or a, I remember, you remember Ron, mm. Ron from Language Surfer. Mm. He was mm. he was a navy man, I think, and he learned his languages and uh, worked with that scale. Oh, as far he as learned I mean, Arabic right? with this, yeah, Arabic and German with the FSI, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 yeah, interesting um, story, really well, good.
1: The FSI also have free. Content. They, they. Some of it is in kind of Creative Commons, you know, sort of open license stuff. All right. So FSI, the Foreign Service Institute, um, the DLI, the Defense Language Institute, and the American Peace Corps. Mm. Not Corps, as I uh, <laughs> previously believed it was it's called. Pronounced. No, it's called the Peace Corps. Um, so all of them, all of them have free materials available for. Oof, more language than, than you could shake a stick at even I mean they have Guarani for example Cool. And I've you know already explained how much I was struggling to find some audio and there's no audio here sadly but there are there is workbooks there's like a series of workbooks oh cool so, so what
0: sort of resources are there is it just like pdfs
1: or yeah they're pdfs mm-hmm. so they're pdfs kind of old copied I mean it depends what language you're learning so for example for spanish um I'm sure that you've got a multitude of choice probably not just for like spanish in general but also for various types of spanish i imagine and then also you get um audio and as well as the ebook stuff so for the bigger you know more commonly studied languages there's there's a lot there um oh my but it's God. surprising definitely worth taking a look um just to see what there is for for languages that you may never even have heard of the range really, lindsay important. is
0: there are Five different types of Arabic. Six, seven, eight. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different types of Arabic. There is Haitian Creole. There is uh, Kikamba, Setswana. Oh, obviously, because it's what I'm looking at here is, am I looking at the Peace Corps, I'm assuming? Oh, it's just all of them. It's just all of them. Um, So I'm looking at resources. And obviously, this is aimed at languages, I guess, where foreign service institute or where americans you know the peace corps i know does a lot of work in africa so it's that type of thing huh
1: yeah yeah so it's a very very useful resource for language learners who aren't necessarily involved with these organizations but are struggling you know in particular if you're struggling to find resources for the language that you want to learn yeah
0: mongolian amazing yeah Yeah, what a find this is a huge range there's there's one called testing I don't think, oh, testing, oh, right. it's, it's about, it's about language testing. So it's a testing kit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a language called general as well, which is just like an ebook about writing. <laughs> but yeah, three types cool. of Russian with the Kyrgyz dialect. Um, This is amazing. This is a great find. Mm. Love it. Okay. So, I mean, if you are looking for main languages, you may not necessarily find your best resources
1: here, I would say. Um, well, I don't know. For something, I think for like French and Spanish, something that is spoken in other countries, as well as just, you know, one country, um, I think it can be quite useful. But perhaps for something, I think I I can't remember if exactly, I don't think they had anything for Icelandic or Dutch, for example. Yeah, well, it, maybe yeah, they that's do the thing, Dutch. isn't it?
0: Like the Peace Corps is not going to go and help people in Iceland, is it?
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's, you know, it's based on where they're going to be going and what languages they're going to need from from that so I think yeah, th- I think maybe Dutch was, I can't remember. But yeah, there there were a couple that you think, oh, that's there not there. Dutch, that like, seems like such an obvious one.
0: When you click Sorry? on French, you also get, um, you get, oh, French French head start for Belgian French. <laughs> Which yeah. is, this is yeah. great. This is really, really great. You're not going to get your like, oh, it's got Swedish in it. Um, is there a Finnish?
1: Never be bored again. Never. I feel should be their tagline.
0: Oh, oh my God. I 100% agree. <laughs> You could spend you could spend a good a good bunch of hours here. You're not gonna find. Every time I say you're not gonna find, I look at whether you can find it. <laughs> And you can, you can. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is Norwegian, there is Swedish, there is no Slovak, Slovene. Um, there's certainly no Welsh, yeah. but hey, oh, we're we're sorted for Welsh. This, is there a Scots Gaelic? Probably not, but it's worth a look. And these are quality. Have you used them? And
1: kind of, you can attest to the quality. Yeah, I'm 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 using it for Grammy right now. So the quality that they're they're kind of the PDFs are kind of like the best copies that are available. Um, like so there school. are bits where it's it's kind of a photocopy and it's maybe a little bit faded, it's missed a letter or two, you know, and you kind of but by you know you can figure it out um so yeah it's not it's not like you're gonna buy a brand new course and it's gonna be perfect and amazing, but it's really, really good for something free if you're completely stuck. Oh my Resources. god! Yeah,
0: and and I like yeah. how you know they talk a little bit about the story. I'm looking at the Guarani copy, and if you if you haven't yeah. you know go check it out. But if you're listening right now, what I'm looking at here is basically scans of hand yes, type typewriter typed pages um, in a in what you know an ebook, but it's not written for ebook. But yeah. flipping egg. this is this is cool. This is really awesome. And what Live Lingua are doing is they basically they've pulled it all together, made it searchable for you, and they're hosting them all. That's it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. finding old school resources. Uh, more about that later. <laughs> but I really love finding old school resources. Right. Shall I take her over? Do it. Okay. Right. So th- my first recommendation is, um, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, something really nice to play around with. There are ways of using this for language learning that I will suggest. And there is a specific way of using this for language learning that I will also suggest, but I can't describe it for you because it's too complicated for little old me. Um, so it, this is if you're a nerd, listen up. My two recommendations, the two websites that sort of do similar things, they are su- SubaSub and SubScene. Um, and this is, they're both huge directories of subtitles for movies, for TV shows, I know Subscene even has music videos. Um the range of languages is really, really impressive, particularly in Subscene. Um so the two sites, Subasub is more of a directory where you can you can go in, you can say, Okay, I want to see script translations, or I want to see subtitle translations between like German and Portuguese, and you'll you can just search for a word. So this is a really cool way of seeing a word in context. And finding out where that where that's been used, and then perhaps it gives you some inspiration, you know, like for like new shows to look up. Um, what, for example, what mm. I did was I searched for I searched for the word Twin Peaks um, in in English and Spanish and in English and German. And what I found out is that um, it's interesting because it it gives you a lot of other shows that have got the words Twin Peaks in their dialogue somewhere. Because all the dialogues are searchable, oh. so I found out that the 1984 um, Night Rider movie, Night of the Drones, name checks. <sighs> <laughs> I know name checks Twin Peaks, and who wouldn't want to watch that wow. in German, right? <laughs> so it's it's kind of I found it as an interest. I found it an interesting sort of rabbit hole um, to play around with, and it gives it does give you sort of. Bits and dialogues. It would be really cool if you're a teacher as well and you want to play out dialogues with your students and you can actually use movie dialogues. Oh, that's a great idea. In yeah. Languages. Yes. Mm. So so this is, oh. or if you, you know, otherwise you may want to take this to your tutor if you're taking online classes and say, hey, can you find me something like this? Or let's do, you know, let's, let's role play from a movie. So I think this is really cool. Subscene um, works ever so slightly differently in that it just gives you um whole dialog files that you can download. Now, if you're an advanced geek, um, and I'm I'm telling you this, but but please bear with me. If you're an advanced geek, you can create your own Anki cards if you're so inclined and you're an Anki user using the subtitles on offer. So you download your subtitle file, you I think you have to you rip a DVD, um, then you run them through a specific Program calls uh, a file called no program software called substudy. I must sound a hundred years old, sorry um so you run it through mm. substudy um and then what that does is it takes chunks of text, creates an anki card for them, and I think you even get that bit of scene from the film on your anki card um this is really very compelling, Ooh. interesting, it sounded really cool. Um, I, we saw this, I think you were there as well. We saw this in a talk at the Polyglot Gathering. Rick Dimon, I think his name is, he explained this. Um, and I have invited him to write a guest post so that you, um, so that, you know, like if you're reading fluent at some point, hopefully he'll come back to me and we will have a guest post about this because, um, I want you guys to really know how exactly this works. Whereas for me, it was like, I saw a few screens of code and my head just went, What? Um sounds awesome. Mm. Have fun, Rick. <laughs> um but if you're an Anki user and if perhaps you're a bit of a tech person, this sounds really really cool. Even if not, one thing that you can totally do is you can download the script for a film and then as you're watching it, you could read the script in you know you can either read the script in English, of course, or you could read the script in your target language. Um perhaps pause, translate the sentence in your head, see how it matches up and things like that. So for pop culture based learning I think suba sub and sub scene offer us a lot of opportunities and variety
1: that's really cool I like that this is essentially just a thing that you can then take and be like right how am I going to use this you know and then kind of adapt it and use it as you need for the for the skills you that you want to advance right now I think that's really fun mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm I think it's I think it's really you know that 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 makes it that makes it really interesting, makes it really cool. And you, you do have to, you know, like with so many things, you know, we're given the tool and it's it's for us to figure out what exactly it can do for us. But um, mm. particularly with um, sub-scene and sub-study, sort of this Anki card creation thing, there is somebody who has already figured it out if if you want to go that way. Um, and I just, I, I don't know, I had way more fun with Sub-a-Sub and just searching the different dialogues and searching for like Twin Peaks and then Knight Rider. <laughs> and <sighs> kind of I had a, I had a lot of fun with those. Um, so yeah, not a not on the face of it a language learning resource, but I know that subtitles are something that we're often lacking in other in our specific target language. And if it's out there, then you'll probably
1: find it on Subscene or on SubaSub. I'm gonna go and see if they have subtitles for Terra's House. <laughs> That's my dream.
0: <laughs> I hope so. I think <laughs> TV TV shows. It does say. Mm. Subscene. Okay, I so I in. guess
1: my second one kind of sticks with this pop culture theme. Mm-hmm. You know, I love me some pop culture. And like I said, I've really struggled to find audio for Growny. Mm-hmm. So what I have now turned to is YouTube. And there are a few things. I found some songs. I found some poetry, which is really handy because some of those have um, like granny and Spanish you know, kind of side by side, so I can actually learn from that rather than just be like, "It's such a pretty language." I'm actually knowing what they're saying. Um, but also, I found this YouTube channel that dubs sections of um, sections of films like *Dumb and Dumber*, the *Deadpool* trailer, stuff like this, into Grammene, and they're done really well. So it's not just a case of some guy like going, "Hello." Is here. You know, it's actually, they've got multiple voices, they've got real personality in, in the dubs as well. Yeah. So and, does it sound uh, like so they actually have a, a studio somewhere of people recording this? Potentially. Cool. Potentially. Yeah. I'm not sure. It could just be that they have, you know, some decent enough uh, equipment at home and they're, they're doing it there. But it's it's really cool because it's really giving me a connection. And I think sometimes, you know, if I'd found, for example, a, a TV channel that had a show in Grammy yeah. and I had no. Understanding or no relation to what they were saying, yeah. Then other than other than obviously the visual clues of what was going on, then that would be a lot tougher to get into. Whereas because this, you know, this is almost like a sort of starter step up to something like that. If I do find that further down the line, and it, in in that it's you know, I'm watching a, the the sloth scene from Zootopia, sloth and, scene from Zootopia, and I can be. Have you seen it? Oh, it's good. I don't know. And I don't know. <laughs> so I'm watching that scene, and I'm like, I love this. I know what's going to happen, uh-huh. and so I know roughly what they're going to be saying. And that's helping me to to kind of not not necessarily understand everything at this stage, but just to get the gist. Especially, I can understand what the sloth says because he speaks so slowly. So he says <laughs> oh, which is a very slow version of "hello, how are you." So I'm like, "Ah, oh, oh, he's gonna is he gonna say the last syllable?" Yeah, I understood. So that's really cool. Um, so yeah, if you can, if you can find, you know, if you I mean, you can start with, with Disney. Disney is always a good place to start here, mm-hmm. um, especially with YouTube, you know, the Let It Go that was around a few years ago with all the multiple languages. Yeah, so if you want to get example. into this
0: and your target language is different, um, I was thinking about, mm. like, like, as you were talking, I was thinking about how can we, what is the best way to, to
1: start? I think just typing in the show that you're looking for, uh-huh. possibly with, if if you know the name of the show in that language, if it translates, then oh, yeah, yeah. potentially with that as well, and then just dubbed, and then the language. Ah, Ideally, again okay. in the language, yeah. you know. So, so the words for dubbed. I can't. I think I found the Guarani ones by typing up, up in Spanish, um, possibly, or What's... maybe I just found it on another website. I'm not sure, but yeah, just typing in, you know, TV name of TV show plus the word dubbed plus Spanish. Okay. Or, sorry, plus language, and then uh, yeah, that should get you on on the right track if there's something out there but okay. keep trying you know keep keep mixing things up with the name of the show uh maybe just try dubbed in Spanish see if that brings anything up as well yeah and once you found it bookmark it especially if you're really lucky and you get a channel like I've got this channel now for Ronnie so I've subscribed I finally got something you know it's it's not like it's not like a news feed or anything that I can get daily but it's something that's coming out relatively regularly mm-hmm. that I can enjoy so that's really cool
0: yeah, and the the thing that's that I really like about this as well is that, um, it's like what you were saying before the algorithms and the related videos in YouTube. Uh, they're gonna start delivering for us anyway, right? So once you once it knows Lindsay likes to watch shows dubbed into Guarani, it's gonna do more of that, right?
1: Yeah, and hopefully it will take away the pregnancy test ads that it thinks I want because I'm 27 years old. Oh my God, That would you too, me too. If I start to get ads, yeah, do you have, oh, it's so annoying.
0: Ashley gets really
1: cool ads, like for camera equipment and for like, oh, all sorts of cool stuff.
0: Christian doesn't either. I keep saying to him, uh, like, stop, like, like, I keep getting sort of happy babies and going like, a smile is the best, whatever. And I'm like, uh, uh-huh. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird as well, because that's really not the time. That's not, I don't know. Like, anyway, that's a different topic. But yeah, if, <gasps> if you're a woman, and, and I think it's especially, um, I think they search for people who've changed their last name when they think we got married.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And Here I think go. age, change name. They go, ding, 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 algorithm magic. But I'm like, no, I'm watching Guarani. Give <gasps> me some Guarani ads. Yeah, give me Talk pregnant Guarani Paraguay. women. <laughs> so yeah
0: yeah uh that's I, my I agree with you on that. one would be great wouldn't it if it knew you're learning that language or if you could tell it i'm learning that language give me adverts in welsh give me adverts in french yeah that'd be yeah. cool that okay would be cool I, i'm excited about about this next um resource right um and this is i like it because it's kind of it's it's very simple And it's kind of old school looking and it's and you have you actually taught me this word um, in a a podcast that we did previously Mm. (laughs) because I used to call this the gap filling exercise. So Mm -hmm. this is a it's like one of the most old school things you can do as a language learner Um, and in language lesson is you get a lot and always, you know, it's effective. That's why people do it. You get a text and some of the words in the text are missing and your job is to fill in the blanks. Fill in the blank. So I used to call it the gap-filling exercise or blank exercise or whatever. Um, Lindsay says it's called a close with a Z exercise. Close yep. exercise. So Close Master is a website where if you like a close exercise, you can get your clothes on. And it's just... You can just do as many of these exercises as you want. It's uh, it's quite addictive because it's it looks gamified and the way they've built it is to look like a retro arcade. So it's kind of right up my street. It's sort of yeah, I mean apart from insert coin, it does look like player 1, start now. Um and then oh, you can cool. go for it. Yeah, and the amount of target languages is staggering. It's amazing. So the range of languages, I didn't check for any Lindsay, but you know, go ahead and check and see see if they've got it. If they haven't got it, message them, they'll find it. I found that they're actually very responsive. Um but they contacted me and said, Hey, we got Welsh on our on our on our um website. And I was like, You got Welsh on your website? And the, hell they do. You know, and for the for the bigger languages where there's more materials, there are even some um because I guess it's not that hard to just download open source and then, you know, like it, it must be relatively simple to program this um so there is a good that amount of next stuff question. out
1: there. so what's what's the actual content sorry um
0: what is the actual content you just you sort <laughs> of get sent I mean it's not you don't really get a full-on text you get sentences so you get sentences you fill in the gap it's very rapid the way it right. works so is
1: it content that's drawn like from the internet I think it is okay oh, yeah cool.
0: Um, oh yeah look there's a language request box but you come in you say I'm learning everything I'm speaking everything so what you can do is you can say I am learning for the for example sake I'm going to pick Basque um, and say I speak French and then what it's going to give me it's going to give me the language pair Basque French if it's Mm. got it and if it doesn't have it I can say oh I would like to request this Um, where exactly (laughs) it gets the content from I don't know but even upcoming is just like it's the upcoming languages list it's got stuff like learning Esperanto from Dutch learning Cornish from English learning Tokipona from English learning Korean from Hungarian so you I get see. really cool language pairs in a oh, ready made oh, game
1: oh oh I didn't they do have Guarani there you I go. was looking at the wrong place the range is oh. enormous
0: they've got Piemontese Galician Kazakh Georgian Catalan, they got a lot of Welsh um, and it's just like the, the language pairs are so cool as well, like you can do German from Spanish um, and if you are learning multiple languages like I did a, a webinar with Shannon Kennedy last week and we were saying like if you are learning multiple languages, the easiest way to save some time learning your languages is to kind of just bang them in together, you know. Like learn one through the other if you can, um, yeah. and this really enables that. I just really, I think it's really, really, really cool. So what I imagine it does, if I was making this, um, uh, if I was a programmer, I think I would want my algorithm to look for common words, you know. Okay. So have some have have text that is already available, and then go for common words. So it says something like, you get your most common words in German. Um, and it really, but it looks a bit old school, doesn't it? It looks like a game and it's just, it really draws you in. Like I find this app so addictive, Clothesmaster, really, really fun and such a range.
1: I'm playing it now. Mm. In Guarani! Yeah, you're not going to stop now? <laughs> I just need to finish. Oh, I've gone back to zero. Oh no, I should stop there. Oh, I'm so, oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> it's cool, right?
1: And there's an app. Glorious.
0: Oh, like a iPhone app oh,
1: or something. This is a good day.
0: Oh yeah, Google Play and App Store. Uh <laughs> my apologies. Um and the guy who made it seems to be on Twitter as well. So, you know, like they 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 are very, very responsive. And I think the business model was that there is like a premium. They had a premium for a while, but I think they're still trying it. So like so many of these um sites you know they've got to find a way of, of making money I don't know they don't seem to be showing any adverts hmm. so that's kind of the next like how do we find this out but I would absolutely I would totally recommend this I think
1: Clothesmaster. Master really really fun cool oh I'm excited about that <laughs> I'm hang our call today and go and play me some Clothesmaster. Master mm-hmm. um okay I should give you my third one ready go for it This is going to sound relatively simple compared to all the techie stuff we've just been talking about. Mm -hmm. Make your notes pretty.
0: Like, like analog notes on paper?
1: Absolutely. So take the time to, rather than just have a scrappy little notebook to jot down the odd bit of vocab here and there, actually take time to make something that you can and want to refer back to that you actually enjoy the process of looking good. I think this is especially useful if, um, like, I know I sort of look on Instagram, you see all these sort of bullet journals and, like, study people who have, like, these amazing, like, watercolour designs. I'm like, I don't have the time to do that on top of, like, everything else in life right now. Mm -hmm. So It's like, this this is a way to sort of let out that creative side. Yeah. But for language.
0: Oh, I like this. A lot i am I am very um I've got this student you know who I've had for years and years mm. and years and years, and he has pretty much all of the technology you know, he's, he's 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 about he's a bit older than me, but totally like so much more tech aware whereas I'm always like, you should write this by hand, you should write this by hand, <laughs> like you should yeah. have a notebook, do you have a notebook, and I've written about notebooks as well, and this week actually. Um, I've just published an article about bullet journaling because, for me, bullet journaling has been like a game changer, as people say. Really? I yeah, because I used to try and organise myself more through apps on the you know, like on my phone and things like that. So I'd like to do list apps, and I still use Trello. I love Trello. Um, but I, I just kept like forgetting stuff and to be honest it's just too easy to ignore but there's something about handwriting a to-do handwriting vocab words handwriting things um and especially i i agree making it pretty you know working with colors there's something mm. about that that i think makes it sink in better as well so i am so on board so what were you lo- what were your notes like before did you not did you never do this
1: before yeah i had methods um, uh-huh so there's a few, a few different ways I've done things really for each language. I mean, it's it's varied when there's been when I've learned a language with a different script, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've tried to do this because it's obviously it, it looks like fun and exotic and exciting, so it it feels much easier to make it look nice. But then it's much slower if I then want to be like writing something because I've got this extra barrier between my brain language of English and the written version of what i want to be saying so i have to kind of overcome that so it took me so long that i kind of was like ah you know i'll focus on speaking for the moment and go back to this Um, but with with granny like i can i can sort of write it in like the alphabet that i know that i'm most familiar with and just with a few you know different accent markers and things like that Um, so yeah i'm I'm enjoying sort of making i mean I, i still have they're still a little bit scrappy Because I just kind of started this, I think it was when I was at at the end of uh, Slovakia, when we went for the Bratislava Poligot gathering. I think I I was using just the notebook that we got given. And so I'm just used, you know, it's not like a fancy paper chase-esque notebook. Oh. Um, So I still want to kind of go back and, and do things again. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's helping. It's making me want to do it more, especially because the resource, like I said, with the live lingua, is so kind of old school and, and you know, like it's written in like typewriter font, and so it looks very serious and very mm-hmm. formal. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, I think, on its own, I would find that quite dull, and I wouldn't want to do it. So this is what I'm using as a way to actually think. Oh well, if I I go and do my Guarani, because then I get to, you know, take my time and and make it look good. So it's kind of getting me back, just drawing me into it. Whereas I think without that, I would just be like drifting away. Like,
0: "Ah, I have other things to do. I'm so on board with this. I I have Mm. always, um, I'm, I'm also a person who, if I take notes, my notes are never linear. My notes are full of, like, even if I'm just taking notes during a talk or a lesson or something like that, my notes are full of arrows. My notes are full of doodles my notes are full of little bits and stuff like that um and and actually typing them up afterwards is is more of a hassle but yeah. something something i've been doing is like for example writing colors for each welsh number or in welsh um we know one of the biggest challenges is the mutations so when i note down my mutations it's always like a pink circle means this mutates, and you sort of start uh, yeah. picking yeah. You your... create your own code. You're creating yeah. your own little key, your own little code. Yeah. Um, and bullet journal is a great... If you've never done this before and you kind of want to experiment, bullet journal is a great jumping-off point because the key and system, really, it, it looks insanely overcomplicated when you look at the, like, pretty intimidating pinterest or instagram kind of bits but down at the bottom of it it's it's a really simple system you kind of do a dot for something you've got to do and then when you when you've done it you do a little cross and that is it so um for a very simple key if you don't if you can't be bothered making your own or if you want to if you want somewhere to just kick off um i do kind of recommend it i, I think it's it's fun and for me as somebody who has been just waiting for Paper to happen again in my life. It's just <laughs> it's been a good year. It's been a good year. And actually, you know, the whole language habit toolkit originated in in the bullet journal. It was like Ooh. it's and it's the most consistent way that I can manage to track myself. Mm. Absolutely. If I handwrite, things happen. Things go into my head. Things don't stress me out. If I start trying to organize myself too much on a screen, um, unfortunately, the best app I found is Todoist. But even Todoist ends up being a not doneist for me. Just, not doneist. It's it really is like I and I start feeling bad and I start going like, ah I'll just do this next week. Whereas um Bullet Journal gives you this wonderful freedom of kind of going, oh you can just cross this out if it's no longer relevant. Uh and it's not as harsh as deleting a task. You just cross it. I don't know. I, I I connected with it and I really like it. So will you um will you share a few pictures of your pretty Guarani notes? I would love to see them. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So I've been sharing. I've been doing also this uh, Italki diversity language challenge. Oh yeah. Where in July I'm learning twelve. I'm not really learning. I'm having twelve different lessons in twelve different languages that I've never really studied, or you know, in some cases, never really heard of. Oh my god, that's awesome. Nothing about. Um, So I'm doing like a page for each of like before and after the hour. So that's like a way again to just engage with the lesson rather than just like oh lesson time hour done. You know to actually just think about it a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you I'm do Luxembourgish. Um, I don't know if there's a tutor. Oh man. Probably, I don't know, maybe. I talky step up to the plate. There might be it already, that to be fair. I mean, my list is so long of the languages that I that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well, you you're going to South America, right? You're going to Mexico. So there alone you're yeah, probably going to it's a shame. shame.
1: There's there's um there's a I don't know if I'm saying this right. There's a Nahuatl teacher. Yeah. On there. Um, but his times don't match up to mine. So it might be something that I do when I'm on that side of the world and then the times might be more convenient. But yeah, so unfortunately there's nothing specifically that I can do for going there. So it's just more of a hobby project. So I've had Scottish Gaelic, I've had Javanese, um, Hausa, um, ASL, American Sign Language. ah, awesome. And Malay so far.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, that sounds really cool it's really fun yeah yeah that sounds really actually it sounds really fun the diversity language challenge right I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well for you guys so making the notes pretty I'm absolutely 100% on board I think paper like i i have long kind of worked with paper but i think you're right that we like we should we should say this and if you haven't done this before and you are up crazy and you never use any paper just give it a go give it a go i'm i'm totally like i have pretty notebooks i have sharpies i have got all the the range um i'm i'm not a very gifted artist at all but i i find it helps me think mm. Okay, I'm going to present to you my last resource. And I, I love that I love that both of us actually um were going a bit old school. And I, I expressed earlier my excitement about the Guarani textbook that you had, you know, the proper typed. Yeah. And you can just imagine people sitting in classrooms and kind of going through this and sixties. And I feel like this sense of I like a sense of heritage in my language learning. I like a sense of others have gone before me and you know, like they've done well and um just just this feeling that you're not alone you know like there there is a not just a community out there of people who are learning right now but there is people have wanted to teach this for ages people have taught this for for, for ages people have learned this for ages i really yeah. like that i find that encouraging i like that sense and i get that never more than when i look for language books in charity shops um for for mm. americans charity shops are thrift stores or like goodwill stores um in the uk um it's it's a bit unusual, but you know, like every every place almost has secondhand bookshops and things like that. And in the UK, mm. there's a special kind of secondhand bookshop where um all the books are donated by people and whatever you buy goes to support the charity and the charity runs the shops. So it's you're doing something good um for the environment, because you're not buying something newly printed. You're doing something good for for yourself, really, because I find that it's nice to browse these shelves, you know, to browse physical shelves, mm-hmm. to to look around, you know, not just in a bookshop where everything's new and shiny and smells awesome, um but sometimes also in a place where you know you get the sense you, you just you you don't have what's the catalog and what does the bookshop want to sell me, instead you have what have people read before. Um and you, it's just ever so slightly more eclectic, so I really enjoy walking around a charity shop and just looking at what they've got available. Uh, It's always really interesting. And very often you can get big name publishers for like £2 or something like that. So you can also get a Teach Yourself for cheap. It might not be the latest edition, but to get the gist of a language or to just get a different angle on a language you're learning, I think these
1: are really cool places. Mm, I'd also add to that um, library sales. Library sales? Yeah, so sometimes like they, overstock? Um overstock or old stock, I think. Yeah. Um so yeah, that from time to time they'll kind of uh, have a big haul of stuff and be like, "Right, here you
0: go." Mhm. I remember I came to your house once and um you have this very impressive wall of just like they all teach yourselves or something like that they're all kind of the same type of book
1: all from library you mentioned
0: that they're from a library sale (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I remember seeing that and thinking wow you know because it looks really cool on your shelf as well and I don't I'm actually a big donor to to shops like that my language bookshelf is not enormous and you know like again because I'm moving house but I'm taking like three boxes of books because I, I donate all my books I've just given. Every single, this is um, embarrassing maybe, but I've read every single Jack Reacher book um, and I kept them all. So I had like 25 Jack Reacher books um, and I've just given them all to the charity shop. So the charity Mm. shop now has a complete, the complete Jack Reacher collection. Um, And maybe I'll buy them again in French and read them again. (laughs) Six pages of gun descriptions in in French. Great. Uh, But... Uh so I tend to donate a lot to these shops um so if you're in the Lancashire North Lancashire area and you go to a charity shop you may well find some stuff that I have used to learn languages um and again this sort of you know I start to wonder it's a bit like getting old school books if you you know if you had the school books that in school yeah. that you got yeah. where the year before you had them um and every now and then you might see somebody else's note or you might see somebody else's you know like where they where they put in, you know, like where the book has a, a bookmark in it that somebody forgot in it and it never got taken out.
1: Let's and, be honest, or where they wrote French Sucks.
0: Um. Let's be honest here. I guess. I, <laughs> I have never seen this, but I can imagine British school kids doing that. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. like in, in Germany, it's always like <laughs> punk band lyrics or something like that. Like, I'm a rebel. Here is me writing in English. Oh! <laughs> On the on the shelf, on the desk, on the everything, <laughs> and um, I really like to feel that I like I like that the book has a history. You know, I know it's not mm, immaculate mm. and brand new, but I I really like that. Like I got given a modern Welsh grammar book from somebody in my in my Welsh class, and it's it's clearly a charity shop copy. And I like to think somebody bought this before me, like somebody used this before me. I don't know. Like, there's something cool about it. It makes, to me, yeah. it adds to the richness of the of the physical. You know what, what is what is ultimately just like a, an object. Yeah. No, definitely. Mm, I'm me. a bit sentimental in that way, I guess. <laughs> like analog and sentimental. So yeah, that was my finally, and I I agree. So library shops, no, <laughs> library sales and charity shops together. Um, that's like our final recommendation. So shall we do the Showdown. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't have an audio for this. So, showdown. Okay, we have got on our list of recommended top resources for the summer 2017. The Live Lingua Project, Subba Sub and Subscene, Dubbed Videos on YouTube, Clothesmaster, Master, Making Notes Pretty, and Charity Shops and Library Sales as one item.
1: Lindsay, what's your... What do you
0: think should be our number one, our top three?
1: Um, I think Live Lingua needs to be in there. I think Clothemaster needs to be in there, especially because they have Guarani. <laughs> and and the third one, ooh, I'm unsure of the third one. I'm gonna say make notes pretty, because I think I think you're gonna go for that too.
0: <laughs> I I am I am totally going for make notes pretty, I think. I think <laughs> how else are you gonna do notes, right? If you're gonna do notes, do them properly, do them pretty, use colours. Uh, you know, like put a bit of put a bit of elbow grease in it. So I agree. I I also I really love Clothes Master. I think it's a it's a huge range. It's I'm addictive. excited by this. Oh yeah. man, I love Live Lingua because it scans of typed pages, but it doesn't rank as highly for me right now, just because I'm so Euro focused. Yeah, um, but I might, I will play around with the French resources. Are they all beginner level, or are there any like does it go? No, quite I high? mean
1: I mean in. I think there's three books and they kind of like follow on from one another, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. That's great that you get a full on course then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love the charity shops, but I I can see that. hmm, I don't know. We've got a pretty similar list. Okay. So, my suggestion let's have the Live Lingua Project at number three. Yeah. Put the Pretty Notes at number one. Mm. And I love the charity shops and I love Clothesmaster too.
1: Clothesmaster.
0: Okay. Do you want that to go number one? Number
1: two, I'm happy with.
0: Okay. So the Live Lingua Project at number three. Clothesmaster.com at number two. And Making Your Notes Prettier at number one. I love it. I love it. (laughs) These are our top three recommendations for things that you should try in the summer of 2017 um, to kind of, you know, reactivate your language learning. Of course, Lindsay and I do recommend, we decided if this is your first kind of top, three top six that you're listening to we decided right at the start of making these lists that there are certain um there are certain obvious candidates that we're just never allowed to include which include like memorized duolingo um, and i think even anki we said well look it's just Mm. every language learner gets these recommended to them so those are by no means forgotten but they they belong in a different list Um, so that is that number one make notes pretty number two clothesmaster.com and number three the live lingua project you'll find links for these you find pictures you find everything you need in our show notes which are at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash podcast and with that I think we've done a really good job for episode 56 what do you think
1: I agree although I am I am a bit dubious about the fact that we're calling this for summer 2017 looking out the window but I'll allow it Oh, it's it's sunny and beautiful here in the north of England where
0: I am living for another. Yeah,
1: but you're further from the equator. That shouldn't be the case. I know, but
0: well, I'm only here for another two weeks. So perhaps Mm. I can take the sunshine with me to the south. You'll
1: move, you'll move, no, you'll move south. It's, it's, it's 30 degrees. I'm lying.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm moving, I'm moving to Kent.
1: Kent is basically on the equator line.
0: My husband has been doing nothing but giving me the weather forecast, like for the last weeks everything and almost every single day canterbury is four degrees warmer than lancaster
1: really yes
0: it's really consistent
1: your shades
0: i know i know and he's the one out of the two of us who always complains about being too hot
1: so there's gonna be some suffering <laughs> it's probably a good job you're moving there in like in august summer yeah, yeah yeah
0: well we've got all of august almost there Oh, okay. Yeah, but then I'm going to Canada as well, and there's just so much to discover. And I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Also, they've got wine and vineyards in Kent, so I'm going to check out the harvest. Ah, fun. Yeah, exciting times ahead. You know, I'm going to, basically, basically I'm moving to France. That's that's what I've been telling myself. It's very near to France. It's very near to France. Okay, so... We shall curtail the rambling for the sake of all of you listeners. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 56. And with that, it's goodbye from Lindsay Williams. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to leave us a rating in iTunes and also to subscribe. And please get in touch and tell us what you thought of the episode and our topics. On Twitter, we are at ld languages and at fluent language so we're easy to find or you can send me an email to kerstin, that's k-e-r-s-t-i-n at fluentlanguage.co.uk